0: Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as
0: always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, we're in the office. It's nice. We are, dude. We're back in our studio doing uh Doing our thing, man. So, it's yeah. the way I like it. I love it being in the studio. We get some a little bit more privacy
1: to do our episodes. It's nice. It's, it's a comfort zone. I love yes, it. Yes, it definitely is the comfort zone area. Yes. So we have some football to talk about. Let's do it, brother. And I'm gonna stop doing that accent for whatever reason I'm doing it for. Because <laughs> you want to
0: go to the outback? Crikey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: use a Bloomin' Onion right now. <laughs> Anyways, so let's go with the NFL standings that started out. In the AFC East, we have the Bills leading that division 6-3 with a 667 win percentage. The Patriots are 6-4 with a 600 win percentage. The Dolphins are 3-7 with a 300 win percentage. And the Jets are 2-7 with a 222 win percentage. In the AFC North, the Ravens are on top of that division at 6-3 with a 667 win percentage. The Steelers are 5-3-1. And a 6-11 win percentage. That's right, they tied this weekend. We get to talk about that a little bit. The Bengals are 5-4-0. o. have the 5-5-6 win percentage. And the Browns are 500 at 5-5. And the AFC South Division. The Titans are on a six-game winning streak, moving up to 8-2. And 800 win percentage. The Colts are back at 500 at 5-5 with a win over the weekend. The Jags are 2-7, dropping that game to the Colts. Dropping them to 2-2-2. And a win percentage, and the Texans still on that lovely eight-game losing streak, are one and eight with a 111 win percentage. In the AFC West division, the Chiefs are back on top of that division at six and four, a 601 percentage. The Chargers and Raiders are both five and four with 556 win percentage, and the Broncos drop to five and five, 500. In the NFC East, the Cowboys bounce back after that embarrassing loss at home last week. To jump up to seven and two with a 778 win percentage, the Eagles keep scraping along. Apparently, are at four and six and a 400 win percentage. The Washington football team, probably with maybe the upset of the weekend, at three and six, beating the Buccaneers this week, with a 333 win percentage, and the Giants also at three and six with a 333 win percentage. In the NFC North, the Packers won this week. Are up to eight and two with an 800 win percentage, putting them in first place in the uh, playoff seedings as it stands right now the vikings are 4 and 5 with a 444 win percentage the bears are 3 and 6 with a 333 win percentage and the lions are 0 8 and 1 and we get to talk about that <laughs> and uh, somehow that tie gets them a 0.56 win percentage even though they didn't win it's kind of confusing to me Oh, yeah. that's... A percentage. I don't somehow. know how
0: that would change your percentage at all, but to true. me, it'd
1: still be an even zero win percentage because you, haven't won, you haven't won a game. Won a game. Anyways, so the Buccaneers are six and three in the South with a six six seven win percentage. The Saints tried to pull off another stunning upset this last weekend, but just fell short. Are five and four with a five fifty six win percentage. The Panthers moved up to five and five and five hundred win percentage, thanks to the return of a certain quarterback and the falcons dropped to four and five with a 444 win percentage out west in the nfc the cardinals um took a loss and dropped to eight and two with an 800 win percentage the rams got annihilated on monday night football dropped to seven and three a 701 percentage and the 49ers who annihilated those rams jumped up to four and five with a 444 win percentage and the seahawks are three and six after their loss dropping down to 333 in their win percentage. All righty, Cooper, let's talk about some news and scores from the weekend of football. Let's do it, man. On Thursday, we witnessed two top-quality quarterbacks on a big stage on ESPN. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, the draft board rising star that has has Heisman potential and could be pushing to be the first quarterback taken in the 2022 draft. Versus North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell, who was coming into the season as the early top one or two quarterback available in the draft, and quickly rose to possibly being the top when poor performances by uh, against Texas benched uh, Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma. Pickett and the Panthers uh, jumped out to a big lead, but in the second half, Sam Howell led a comeback and forced overtime in the nasty rainstorm that hit Pittsburgh area late set, um, Thursday night. In overtime, Pickett got his team into the end zone, and Pitts stepped up and kept the Tar Heels. Out of the end zone. It was a great game and a good opportunity for both quarterbacks to show off to a uh, show off to a reported twenty one teams personnel, scouts, coaches, and uh, what was it? Um, I
0: think a couple GM showed up. Yeah, and uh, good for good for him, man. I mean, that's that's just crazy, and good for both these quarterbacks mm-hmm. too, because I mean that that many scouts and that many people at the game looking at those guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we I would, both watched the game. It was a good game.
1: What, what, a, what ended up being actually ended up kind of a balanced out because Pickett obviously got Pittsburgh off to the really hot start and then kind of faded towards the end until, you know, he had to step up and yeah. lead him in overtime. Or Sam Howe kind of struggled out the gate a little bit and then started building momentum. So it's like it ended up being almost evenly matched in the sense that one started out hot, kind of faded, then it rose to the occasion late. Whereas the other one kind of struggled early, came up late, forced the overtime, but then, you know, ended up coming up just short. But So it, I don't really think either one of them really got the better of the other in the mind of the scouts because you're like, okay, he started off great. He kind of slumped, but he stepped up, came back. The other one kind of faded a little bit, kind of gets you a little worried, but he showed up when he needed to, and that's all the good qualities you still want to see in a quarterback when he shows up when he needs to. Um, so that helps pick it, I still think. And then, of course, Sam Howell really stepped up in the second half and really got the Tar Heels back in that game and really um, helped what started out as a bad game for him ended up being a, a yeah, good game.
0: It it's actually a really good game. And I think you and I both were looking at each other, going, I'm just glad it's not my team because we weren't angry watching this game at all. It no, kind of, it was fun to watch both of them go all the way into overtime. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the Tar Heels almost pulled it off, dude. Yeah, they almost did. It was a great game, and uh, it was fun watching. uh, you know,
1: possibility of maybe one of these quarterbacks could be a Steeler in the near future. Could be. Yes. Of course, if Kenny Pickett keeps playing the way he is, he might get out of that uh, lower first-round slot <laughs> that yeah. your team yeah. appears to be destined to be at in the lower half of the first round. All right, so we hate to be homers yet again, but the officiating in the Pac 12, especially mm-hmm. in Oregon games, is something must be done. The blatant holding calls that were missed that allowed drives to continue longer than they should have, keeping the Washington State Cougars in the game longer than they should have been. Fortunately, though, it didn't cost Oregon. It's only the refereeing has only cost Oregon one game thus far, but it does get worse for the Ducks next week as they travel to Utah to take
0: on the Utes. Cooper, we survived. We survived, and I, I think we would have done a lot better if it wasn't for the refs. Um, it would have been a blowout. There was a few times where they almost looked like they were putting Kayvon Thibodeau
1: in chokeholds trying to prevent him from sacking their quarterback. Yeah, Because he was coming and coming hard after Deloria, and he and like all of a sudden he'd be stopping like, how is he stopping? He's going like this, waving his arms way up in the air as he's got a guy with a almost a headlock on him. Coming around the edge, and so it's just like, dude, you got to call that. And they didn't. I don't think they called one holding penalty against the Cougars. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what's up with the refs lately, but it's like, what? What do they get paid more for, for making a call? Well, what's the deal here? Because mm. I don't understand them constantly making the wrong call, right, or not making a call at all, and. Just doing a one-sided favor. It's like... Yeah. It's not the way it should be. And I don't know what it is, but the Pac-12 sure just does not seem to like work. You know what's stupid, though, is we have so much so much technology, so many cameras, and you're telling me that you can't see a blatant call? <sighs> the, even some I'm... of the commentators are like... Yeah.
1: I mean, it was kind of bad when even the commentators who. Were... Mostly have not been favorable to Oregon yeah. at all this year. Or like, how did you miss that that one? Or that wasn't that bad. Why did you call that? Yeah, when it came against Oregon penalties. So it's been a it's been hectic, and I'm not looking forward to facing Utah down. Yeah, Utah. I
0: don't know what the what their problem is with. <coughs> excuse me, I don't know what their problem is with with Oregon being the top team in the Pac-12. But uh, they sure don't like it. They don't like it. And I don't get it. I don't need it either.
1: Alright, so I guess they do play defense in the Big Twelve, or at least Baylor does. With the biggest upset over the weekend, the Baylor Bears shut down the high powered offense to just of Oklahoma to just fourteen points. And those last seven actually came in garbage time. What the win? Baylor Bears have eliminated the Big Twelve from the college football playoff rankings. Unless all chaos breaks out between now and the final rankings. Uh, Baylor at one point scored twenty four unanswered points against those Sooners. So Cooper, your
0: thoughts on the Baylor Bears upsetting the Oklahoma Sooners? I think this game was quite surprising to everyone. Oh yeah. I mean, we know how the Sooners are, dude. We we know they're a top team, mm-hmm. and uh, to watch them lose in this fashion is uh, is quite surprising. It was. Um, they not muster up
1: anything on offense. I mean, they got they took the lead with a seven nothing. Uh, 7 nothing. uh Caleb Williams, their quarterback, got hurt when he got his hand stepped on. Um, and uh, on a running play, he ran out of bounds, got tackled, and then another player came up on him. Um, it wasn't intentional. He was trying to avoid him at all costs, but unfortunately um, the step was not appropriate enough to avoid a hand. And then he went out, and Spencer Adler didn't come in and do much of anything either for Oklahoma and the Baylor Bears just – I was surprised because, like I said, I never know they played defense in the in the Big 12, and we're actually going to talk about a lack of defense here in a little bit when it comes to Big 12 uh, football. But I was just shocked. Um, it's definitely surprising to see. and But, hey, that's one less opponent for Oregon to worry about jumping them in the playoff rankings. This is very true, dude. So, all right. So, bigger shocking win. With eight seconds to go in regulation, South Dakota threw a deep pass down the sideline to run out of the clock, because they were on fourth down, so they couldn't just kneel out the clock. However, when the ball went out of bounds, the clock had one second, and there was a change of possession with the turnover on downs. South Dakota State threw a desperate Hail Mary, and their prayers were answered on a double-tipped ball that landed in the hands of a South Dakota State receiver who had to fight for that extra yard to get into the end zone. Or, in overtime... Having already put up 50 points on the Texas defense, the Kansas Jayhawks went for two on the road in Austin. The uh, the Jayhawks quarterback rolled to his right and lofted a pass to the end zone, which was caught by a walk-on backup fullback for the game-winning two points as Kansas stuns Texas 57-56. The win also snapped a 56-game road losing streak against Big 12 opponents for Kansas. Bigger shocker, Cooper. South Dakota State's Hail Mary prayers being answered, or Kansas upsetting Texas
0: in Austin. You're really going to make me choose Austin, that? I mean. You're going to make me choose that? Yeah. That's not even fair, dude, because both ways it's like, what? Yeah, I know. What? This is crazy, dude. Any given Saturday, bro, any given Saturday, you never know what's going to happen. And, I mean, Hail Marys, are, they're always fun Fun to watch because you mm-hmm. never know what's gonna happen with it. Anything's possible with a homer. But to break a losing streak of that magnitude is like what?
1: No almost, way. Almost felt bad for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> almost. And I, I'll take a line from Flevy. I felt I felt guilty for like a second. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the Kansas. I, I, don't get me wrong. Love South Dakota State's opportunity that they got got it and completed it, but fifty six straight games on the road in against Big Twelve opponents. So you know they play; they are in the Big Twelve. That's who most of their road games are against are Big Twelve opponents. Yeah, we're talking about almost that's got to be close to darn near sixteen years of not winning on the road against a Big Twelve opponent. Yeah, because at at least you're f- getting four games on the road in the in conference. If you're playing eight games, so you probably splits four and four.
0: So yeah it, it that sounds horrible. It? Yeah, when you think about it that way, it's like yeah. Well, yeah. good for them. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, but good for the Jayhawks,
1: though. Oh yeah. Like I said, felt bad for Texas. For like a second. <laughs> for like a second. All right. So some other upsets from the weekend of college football. Unranked Mississippi State went into Auburn and upset the number seventeen Tigers, forty three thirty four. Number fifteen Ole Miss hosted number eleven Texas A and M and pulled off the upset, twenty nine nineteen, which to me was a little bit of a hit on Alabama, who lost earlier to the year earlier in this year to the Aggies. Uh, then you had routes, of course, as number two Bama. Speaking of. Rolled New Mexico State at home fifty nine to three. Why are you playing a cupcake this late in the season? Right, play that team in the beginning of the year. Don't play it down here in the middle of the.
0: Year. Get out of here with that. It just crap. makes it easier for them.
1: By the way, they stayed number two in the college football playoff because of that. I don't know how that how
0: that looks good on you to to, to beat a cupcake team like that. That.
1: Yeah, no, no, no one's
0: going to remember that game other than the fact you guys killed them. All right. And also on the same weekend
1: that the team that you've lost to has lost again this year. So I'm just saying. Yeah. But anyways, number one, Georgia took Tennessee's best shot early and trailed 10-7 to 7 at one point. However, the Dogs cruised to a 41-17 win in Knoxville. Despite pulling off the upset against Michigan State last week, number 19 Purdue was not ready for number 4 Ohio State this week, and it showed on the scoreboard 59-21. Notre Dame cruised to an easy win against the Virginia uh, Cavaliers, losing 20 or winning, sorry, 28-3. Oklahoma State Walt TCU, number 10 Oklahoma State, I should say, Walt TCU, 63-17. And after a slow start in Madison, number 18 Wisconsin got its offense going in the second quarter and dominated Northwestern. 35-7. to 7. Anything jump out
0: of you for you before we move on to the NFL? No, man. No. I mean, it, it's Saturday football, brother. Saturday football. That's right. It's all crazy. It is. It Crazy times have been happening here in football, and I'm here for it. <laughs> right. Somewhat. Because, you know, crazy things happen on Monday night. I'm not thrilled about But anyway. We're getting to that. I know we are. Slow, slow your roll. We still got other stuff to talk about. Okay. So, he's
1: back. Cam Newton got some package plays and became the first quarterback in NFL history to score a TD on his first running attempt and throw a touchdown on his first passing attempt in a game. Carolina would use this boost to steamroll the Cardinals 34-10, though the Cardinals did not have Kyler Murray for the second straight game. P.J. Walker did get the start for the Panthers, who replaced an injured Sam Darnold, and the Panthers intend to continue this season as though Darnold's season is done. Newton will, this week, take the majority of first-team reps in practice, in all likelihood that he starts this next week. It's even been reported that Newton is auditioning to remain the starter going into next season for the Panthers. Cooper, what are you making of the Cam Newton to the Panthers revival?
0: Um... Or Renaissance revival. That uh, is what be? it is. I still don't care for Cam. Newton. I know you don't, but still. I've never cared for Cam Newton. I think he's overhyped, over overrated. Um cool he came back, threw it through a touchdown pass. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. Ooh. ooh. You know, ooh. It's <laughs> it, it's <Cam> Newton, whatever. <laughs> I mean I this is becoming a weird Controversy. I mean, really, if you're gonna keep him, that's just dumb. You've already gotten rid of him once. If he's trying to become the 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 number one quarterback for the Panthers, then why the hell did you get Darnold in the first place? Why did you get rid of uh, him in the first place too? Yeah, there you go.
1: Ah, it's weird. Controversial, and if it ends up destroying the franchise, I'm all for it. Let's have some, some fun, shall we? Yeah. I look forward to this. Yeah. One. All right, so they're back, maybe? The Kansas City Chiefs went to Las Vegas and took on division rival Raiders on Sunday Night Football. And in that game, the Chiefs appeared to be finally clicking on offense. It worked out to the tune of a 41-14 win, with Mahomes looking like the Mahomes were used to. Mahomes was 35 of 50 for 406 yards and five touchdowns. They use some quick screens and tight end screens to move the ball effectively and taking some shots here and there. Also the defense finally showed up, uh, which benefits the offense tremendously. And just one it is just one game, but it's looking like a step in the right direction as they are back to where we're used to seeing them on top of the AFC West Division. Cooper, your
0: thoughts are the Chiefs officially back? Um, yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's just put it out there. Um you know, I think really what what the, what it all boils down to is they had to get back to basics. Mm-hmm. Enough with the flashy plays. Enough with the, you know, craziness. Get back to basics. Mm-hmm. Throw a little out. Throw a little post. Mm-hmm. Get, you know... And then, like, once you build that confidence up, once you get there and you guys get a good, you know... A good record going, mm-hmm. then go back to the flashy stuff. But for now, back to basics. Keep it going. Keep you know, keep working on it because I think that's truly what they need to do. They
1: really also need to figure out a, a complementary running game for this offense. That's yeah. also basically what's not been so well for them because people are just playing that too deep zone with the with the um, safeties back. Two two safeties back deep and try to keep everything in front of you. Don't let anybody get beat. Well, if you're gonna keep doing that and you're not gonna run the ball to make the safeties cheat up against the stop and then run, they're just gonna sit back and let you just throw a little dink and dunk. So you gotta figure something out. You gotta try to get the ball in Tariq's hands on screens. Yeah. End arounds. Um little traps, you know. Uh then you gotta try to get the ball on in um Kelsey's hands. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Blanked uh, on Kelsey's and- name for a second. You got to get him the ball in space because Kelsey's quick. He's like, looks slow, but he's quick. He's like, all of a sudden, he just catches the ball, boom, you just gained 10 yards. You're like, how'd you gain 10 yards on that? Yeah. Because he's quick. He's, um, he's He's sneaky quick. quick. And quick.
0: all only that, he can carry people. Yeah, that too. And yeah, that's <laughs> just
1: unbelievable. So it's like, you got to figure out ways. If it's not working over the top, you got to go to the intermediate and small game. And like I said, you got to compliment the quarterback with a run game for god's sakes
0: yeah i think every great quarterback needs a good run game because it takes the pressure off them and when the safety come in for that run that's when you throw it over deep i mean we can take a good example everyone wants to say he's the goat so i'll go ahead and we'll just use him as the example
1: tom brady his first three super bowl wins what did they do well on offense they ran the ball extremely effectively, right? In the years between the last Super Bowl that they won in his earlier and before they started winning those again later on, the last three, they went to a more spread-out offense a little bit. They brought in Randy Moss. They did have a high polo offense. They made it to the Super Bowl. But what was it that they couldn't do effectively? They didn't run the ball effectively, even though Tom Brady put up great numbers, had Randy Moss, they didn't win a Super Bowl. And then guess what happened when they started running the ball effectively again? They started getting back to the Super Bowl consistently. They didn't win that that first one against, the, well, the second one against the Giants. But they got there because they were a little bit better at the run game. But then when they got more into the run game, they ended up winning three more titles. Because they got better at it. So, to me, honestly, you got to have it. Montana had a good running game. Um, even though we were a high-powered offense, the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, we had a great run game. Yeah, Every, John Elway. When we when look at Elway's career, he's a great example of this. He was a spread out throw quarterback a lot for most of his career. They got Terrell Davis. They became a good running game uh, running team. Boom, two Super Bowls to end his career. Yeah, one of the greatest defenses. Two of the greatest defenses. All time, 1985 Chicago Bears, 2000 Baltimore Ravens. What did they do very well on offense? Ran the football. You've got to run the football, just like the
0: Steelers. I mean,
1: the Steelers in the 70s, 70s, yeah. The um, two Super Bowls that you won um, with Roethlisberger, yeah. You ran the ball very we had well. A good run game, yeah. Buzz and Willie Parker in the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, God. um. Who was your guy's that was running back in the second one you won with Arizona? I don't even know. It was between the. It was after the. It was after Willie Parker – because Willie Parker got hurt. But anyways, I, I mean, I don't remember at this point. Yeah, it's hard to remember, but because everyone just remembers the showdown between Warner and Roethlisberger because they both kept throwing the ball all yeah. over the yard. But you know, if the Cardinals had a better running game, we might. They might have actually pulled that win. Because They could have controlled the clock more. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, you got to have to be able to run the ball. And the Kansas City, if they're going to want to get back, because that, that first Super Bowl that they won, they had a pretty decent running game. They ran pretty well. Remember, I was clamoring for the running back to be the MVP because it seemed like he was turning out 10 yards almost every touch. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, you got to be able to run the ball. All right, speaking of teams that don't run the ball very well, my team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we're not going to talk about that specific part because we are missing our top running back for the year. Two weeks in a row, the Rams have looked inept as a team, and there are two glaring weak points on this team, and it's not the running game. Both are in the middle of their offense and defense. Starting offensively, their guard center guard are below average, and the Titans and Niners saw this and brought pressure up the middle on the Rams. You can have all those talented receivers and strong arm quarterback, but the quarterback can't get the ball to them when he's pressured up the gut. And on defense, it is the nose tackle and two inside linebackers. The team uses a 3-4 scheme, which is three down linemen and four linebackers instead of a 4-3 scheme, which I prefer, which is four down linemen and three linebackers. Greg Gaines is not a good nose tackle. Ernest Jones and Troy Reader are not good against the run, and the Niners exploited them consistently on Monday night. At one point, uh, uh, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris tried to sprinkle in the hybrid 4-3 to try and slow down the run game. And some of those issues could have been fixed in the second round of the draft instead of – but instead the team thought having a very undersized wide receiver was a better player for them, and they were dead wrong. But fortunately for us, we do have a bye week, so we can at least try to work on covering up those weak points going forward.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, this game was uh... (sighs) – It was it was hard to watch. Um, I think it was you, a nightmare. You and I were both excited to see, you know, Von Miller, because we got Jay Miller Von Miller, Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean,
1: we, we we were we were excited to see this. I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of OBJ because yeah, he just signed, he just signed officially Friday. The same day, we also lost Robert Woods.
0: (laughs) But I think a lot of the problem with this game too, there was a lot of holding calls that were not called because you can't tell me that Aaron Donald was held that whole game that way with Von Miller and and you know, um, yeah. Again, officiating just sucks. But but the Rams. But
1: my point is still valid with that three four defense. Yeah, we can't
0: do it. You can't
1: or you got to get a better nose tackle. The only time our 3-4 defense is actually uh, really worked is when we had Endomicon Sue. Yeah, that's when our 3-4 defense worked because he's a beast at nose tackle. And I miss Brockers. I wonder how he's enjoying losing in Detroit with his quarterback. <clears> Oi. <throat> Oi. <Boy. Boy. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just saying, Oy, the irony, big, big shot there. Just the irony, though, because he's talks smack about golf after we traded him, and then he ended up trading about like what two weeks later with him, basically with him. I'm like, oh my god, dude, you should not have said that. Anyways, so uh, as for the rest of the games, <laughs> um, Thursday night football: the Miami Dolphins shocked the NFL world, upending the Baltimore Ravens 22 to 10 at home. The Colts climbed back to 500 as we talked about earlier, with a solid win over the Jaguars. The Detroit Lions did not lose for the first time all year, but they didn't win either as they went into Pittsburgh and tied the roethlisberger List Steelers 16-16. Coming off a bye week would seem to be an advantage for the Buccaneers, but that wasn't the case as they lost to the Washington football team 29-19. The Dallas Cowboys bounced back from a shocker against Denver last week to stomp the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. The Saints kept the game close in Tennessee, but the Titans won 23-21. Another team that may be back, and that sucks for all of us, is the New England Patriots as they dominated the Cleveland Browns, 45-7. The Bills bounced back after their shocker shocker of a loss last week to the Jaguars as they crushed the Jets, 45-17. The Vikings showed once again that they are a beast when it comes to non-nationally televised games that don't have much fanfare. As they beat the Chargers 27 to 20, Denver must have left too many points in Dallas as they looked pedestrian against the Eagles as they lost 30 to 13, and was supposed to be an exciting game as both teams had their return had the return of their star quarterbacks Russell Wilson from injury and Aaron Rodgers from COVID protocol. The Packers won a snoozer uh, between the Seahawks and the Packers
0: 17 to nothing. Cooper, any shockers or takeaways? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a shocker with, with uh, the Packers and Seahawks, man. I, I expected it to be a better game than that. And then the whole Lions and Steelers thing, like, what is up there? Like, like seriously, there was nothing missing for the Steelers on, on defense. You had, a, you know, a somewhat veteran quarterback that knows the Steelers' offense Mm-hmm. There shouldn't have been a reason why we lost that that game. The, I mean, even it was a tie, but to me, that's a loss. Yeah. You didn't win the game. You guys tied it. It's like, what the?
1: Why? Yeah, it was unbelievable. You, If anything, I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm without Roethlisberger. What's up with Baltimore? I don't know. <sighs> but, you know, back to the Steelers real quick. I'm just like, if I'm going to have to be without Roethlisberger game boy am I glad it's the Detroit Lions right 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 that's what we were thinking too because it's like okay they haven't done crap all year they've lost terribly they've also lost close but still you should pull out a win at home I may have given you the tie in Detroit yeah I'm not giving you that tie at home you got to win that game yeah I don't care.
0: You've got to win that game. That was just... I don't even want to know. I don't... So this week has been a big crazy, bro. It's been... Just... Just... Weird crap. A head-scratcher, to say the
1: least. But, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Baltimore. They're, like... Up and down. And what was weird is... The Dolphins didn't start Tua. They started Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett got injured. Tua came off the bench, and Tua did enough to help them beat Baltimore. What? What is that? What?
0: Yeah.
1: I couldn't I'm like, I can't even fathom that. Like, how does that work? It's just weird, isn't it? How is he injured enough to not start, but he's healthy enough to back up the quarterback who, if he gets hurt, now has to be in. I'm like, and where what? How does that work? <laughs> well, it worked that just fine Thursday, apparently, because it did them justice. I guess I don't know what to tell you on that. Just... The NFL season has been extremely weird, and even Colin Cowards
0: talked about how weird it's been. It's crazy yeah, weird. It's, it's weird. Um, I think, really, honestly, too, with the Rams, with with everything going on, as far as as far as the trades and all that other stuff, their minds have been elsewhere. And I think it it is showing this week is what it is. Yeah. I think after this bye they'll come back, they'll get they'll get a win and they'll everything will be back to normal. And things will move on and and we'll see them get into the playoffs and probably hopefully make it to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it'd be be nice to be at the Super Bowls because, you know, we're supposed to be hosting it, so it'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice to be there, right? You know, because Tampa got to be there last year, don't Mm they? had Time flipping rainy. Who, by the way, won last year because they also had a really good running game in the playoffs once uh, Leonard Fournette got going. Yeah.
0: Oh
1: I know, right? Tom Brady's the goat, but he has to have a good running game to win Super Bowl. Sorry to tell you, but basically all good that's quarterbacks not, had a good running that's game.
0: It's not a bad thing, bro. I'm not that's, saying that's, it's not.
1: I'm just saying you can't sit there yeah. and just say it's all Tom Brady. You still have to have a good running game. You have to have good receivers too. I too. That helps a lot. I same. mean, don't get me wrong. I you could probably make me look like a decent quarterback with Mike Evans or Chris Godwin as my receiver. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying, I just got to throw to them. Okay. Give me about five seconds, please, because I don't want to die. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to get hit. But I could probably throw one up. I probably still got about, you know, a thousand yards left in this arm. <laughs> just saying. A thousand yards left? Yeah, air yards, you know. Throw the <laughs> yeah. ball. I'm sure about a thousand yards of throwing the ball as hard as I can, down as far as I can. I'm sure eventually my right arm will fall off. And It'll be oh, About yeah. a thousand total air yards, yeah. yeah. About give or
0: take, it'll fall off, and then I'll be like, Okay, I'm done. I'll just put a helmet on me, I'll just sit in my wheelchair and throw it to them. <laughs> Yeah, well, they definitely couldn't touch you
1: because <laughs> they wouldn't want to
0: <laughs>
1: because the wheelchair would not be help- would not be pretty. <laughs> Wait a minute, if you're sitting in the wheelchair. And you get touched? Are you considered down? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I that's, don't know. That's an interesting that is an interesting theory. Huh? We'd have to we'd have to really look into that. <laughs> Consider is the wheelchair technically part of the ground? Because then if you're counting that as part of the ground, you would have to not go to college because you would automatically be down. If that's the case, because <laughs> you don't have to be touched in college. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> we might have to ponder that on our own. anyway so uh that was a good episode. It was it was fun I uh, I didn't destroy myself or the rams too badly I could have done worse. trust me I could have done worse.
0: yeah I know
1: um but uh, we'll be back Thursday because we are I already got the notes done for Thursday's episode of aew talk I'm so excited. Oh my god I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a good to you, dude. <laughs> Freaking
1: awesome, dude. <laughs> Soak it in. I'm going to love that one. Okay, so we got that. And then Saturday, we'll be back with WWE Talk. Sunday, we'll have Basketball Talk. Oh, yes. Love some Basketball Talk. Yes. Oh, yeah. Little B ball, because we'll probably talk about how the Lakers look like crap against the Bucks on Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I get to see the Lakers lose to the Bucks on Wednesday night. Go me. Anyways, and then, of course, we'll be back next Tuesday, hopefully on time. I mean, it is Tuesday today, but still, we never know yeah. with us. Something might happen. And uh, But hopefully if we're back on time, we'll have more football talk for you next Tuesday. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man.
0: Cooper. We hope you
1: enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On
0: Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook
1: page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore big man ST.
0: At TikTok at sports talk.cooper.bigman.
1: Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sports talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.